I want to welcome you all as we gather tonight in a very special way to worship our God on this third Sunday of Advent. God has summoned us here, brought us as one community of faith to worship, to pray, and uplift each other. As I begin this homily today, I'm going to bring you the story of there is this man who was disturbing the neighborhood, running around screaming, I am John the Baptist. So everyone prepare the way and screaming and screaming the whole neighborhood. Of course, the good neighbors called the police and the police cuffed him, took him away and they put him in a cell. And in the cell there was another crazy guy already. So he began his talk again. I am John the Baptist, Jesus has sent me. His friend looked and said, I didn't send you. It's very many of us at times we feel that way. Today, as we continue our homily series, Grace and Truth, today we are called to be the instruments of grace. And I want us to focus ourselves into the gospel, especially John the Baptist. John the Baptist is in a situation we know who he is. I think, I guess guess most of us know who he is. So if you don't know who John the Baptist is, go back and read. So John the Baptist, spent all his life on a mission. He was sent by God ahead of Christ, the Messiah, to point him out, but most importantly, to prepare everyone. That's why John's message was, repent. The kingdom of God is coming. Repent very soon. So John spent his time excited about the Messiah. Now, when you go to John chapter 1, verse 27, we see Jesus comes to be baptized, Okay, then John testifies and say, behold the Lamb of God. He knew him, he testified. Then when you keep on reading in verse 34, what do we say? John says, he is the one who is to come. I am the witness to this. So John knew who Jesus was because John also baptized him. But also see today's gospel John is frustrated. He's asking, he sends his disciples to ask him, hey, go and find out and ask him, are you the one to come or we should wait for someone else? And therefore today, I want us to meditate upon something called expectation and frustration. Now, if you're married, that's not new to you. And if you're in a relationship, that's not something new, expectations and frustration. Growing up in my home, I could see my dad used to do the shopping, my mom did the cooking. And I could see them sometimes having a conversation. My mom says, I sent you milk. But I says, yes, I brought milk. My mom says, it's not organic. Say, it was milk. There was this expectation, I'm gonna bring milk, but this frustration, it's not exactly what I wanted. So we all can relate. Maybe you can say, my dream job is this and this. Then you get this dream job. Don't realize that it's frustrating you. It's not what you expected. So we also have different frustrations at every level because our expectations are not met. John expected Christ to be the Messiah coming out with his judgment. But all of a sudden he sees, because remember, if you go back to Luke chapter 4, verse 17, Jesus goes back to his home area, okay, gets a scroll. 
What does he read? Isaiah 61, verse 1. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has sent me to bring good tidings to the poor, to set prisoners free. This is his message. Now, John is saying, okay, if you are coming, why am I in prison here for you anyway? It's doubting. Most of us are sometimes in our lives when we are doubting if even God cares. At times, doubt does even listen what I'm saying. So John is in prison because of his preaching of the truth. He called out Herod, the tetrarch, saying, you cannot marry your brother's wife. And because of that, land him in jail. So anytime you speak truth of the power, most likely it's going to fight back. And John was doing that, proclaiming the truth, and now he's in prison. So in this time in prison, what do you do? You have a lot of time if you're in prison. Most times your mind is going to go to the dark places. So John is in prison, he has a lot of time, is thinking all the dark things. Say, really, is he the Messiah? He sent his disciples say, go and ask him if he is the Messiah or we should wait someone else. Jesus' response does not defend himself. He doesn't say, well, explain to John. He pointed me out. He just says simply, go and tell John what you've seen and what you've heard. Because what you've seen, the blind are seeing, the lame are walking, the poor are being proclaimed the good news to. He says, he's pointing onto what he's doing. What does this teach us? Number one, very many times we focus on what God is not doing and forget what he is doing. In other words, we're trying to tell God, hey God, this is it, focus here. God does not need our suggestions. We try to suggest things to him. He says, no, I'm in charge. So very many times we focus on what God isn't doing and forget to see, to hear what he's doing. So in other words, it's telling John's disciples, go and tell John what you've seen, what you've heard. Because just because your situation is, is bad doesn't mean God is not God. Just because your circumstance is not what you want it to be doesn't change who God is. Yes, God is doing something which you don't think he should be doing, but he's doing something that he needs to do for you as God. So the first message today, in frustration with God in our prayers, let's try to focus and see what God is doing instead of what he's not doing. Because at every time, he's doing something that you need, even if you're blinded by what you think he should be doing. The second thing is we see what, is, what the gospel tells us. Blessed is he who's not scandalized, who doesn't fall away from me. In other words, in times of this frustration, it's very easy for us to fall away from God. If it's in times of our faith crisis, it's very easy for you to doubt God. But in that time, God is asking us, don't fall away, fall in, because only I can do something about it. So today, God is asking us that all of us have been called for a mission. Our grace is given for a purpose. The question is for you and me, how are you going to be an instrument of grace? There are very many people out there who don't even think they need God. 
There's so many other things, well, it's relevant. He's sending us to them to be the instruments of grace. Like John, he proclaimed, says he is here. He pointed him out. So I'm going to ask you, who am I going to bring for Christmas with you? Who am I going to invite to do something spiritual with you? Because what God is inviting us today in this preparation is to remember one thing. Doubts, it's okay. If you have questions of doubt, God can take that. Bring them to him. I say, it's okay. He can take one more. Bring in your doubts, your frustrations. But he's asking us, let's open our eyes to see what God's doing. And let's open up our ears to hear what he's saying. Because at every time, every moment, whenever we listen, he speaks to us. Let us open wide our eyes and ask God, what is God doing I am missing? Where does he want me to see? What does he want me to see I am missing? Because very many times, because of our situations, we tend to be that way. We tend to say, why isn't God doing something? Why isn't God here? Why, 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 all these whys? But he says, shut up and listen. It's very hard for us to do that all the time. We want to tell God what to do. Yeah, he tells us, zip up and listen what I'm saying. Open wide your eyes, your heart, and see what I'm doing. Because in the end of the day, our mission today is to change the world. But the world can't change itself, but us who listen and do where he's sending us. Let us ask for the grace today, as we begin this week, to realize we are God's instruments of grace. And let us go and live like one. The Lord be with you.